Welcome back to another episode of Chappy Chats. Well, here we are again, another year past September 11th, another celebration in America, or remembrance, not really a celebration, of what happened on that day in 2001. This year it happens to fall on a Sunday, and it also happens to fall right after the death of the Queen of England. And so they're in mourning for the Queen. As I thought about what to talk about today, I've been really looking at some things and trying to figure out, basically, why is the world so screwed up? And it's us. We're the reason that it's so screwed up. We're the reason for all of these things that are horrible and terrible. In America, we've had a rash of gun violence, they like to call it. But it's just plain old violence committed by human beings, not by gun. A gun cannot load itself, it cannot point itself, and it cannot pull its own trigger. Even when we talk about automatic weapons, all that means is somebody holds the trigger and it keeps firing, but the gun does not pick up itself and point itself towards somebody. So, as I thought about that and in my reading, as I told you, I love to read, and it's not just the Bible. It's not just about Christianity. I've been reading about economics, immortality. I've been reading about um, the propaganda that the British put out, the Chinese, the Russians. You know, our governments, no matter who they are, are very good at lying. They're very good at putting spin on things and how they want it. Now, that should not surprise us because... Look back at your own life and see how you have put spin on your side of things when you're in an argument, when you've been caught doing something wrong, when you want someone to do something. Look back and see if maybe you didn't just shade the truth just a little bit. Now, that's lying, and I really don't like lying, but we have to admit we've all done it. We've all shaded the truth. We've all paused. We've all left a word out. We've left a fact out. And yet, why? Because we wanted an advantage. We wanted to be better liked, not punished. We wanted to get ahead. There are many reasons we do it, but it's still not right to do. And along that line of thinking, I thought today and at the end of the week that, you know, nothing's really changed. Not a thing. In my scriptures, it says there is nothing new under the sun in one of the books of the Bible. And the more I thought about that, there really is nothing that's changed under the sun. And even when we go back, if you happen to be like me and believe in a creation and not this evolutionary path that's kind of taken twists and turns and accidents and bubbled up and then mutated and run around, but actually just, yes, there's been some evolutions through species and through governments, and we could use that word in a way, but humans have always been human, from my perspective. And and if you believe that, then we can go back and say, look at the first humans. And when the first sin occurred, and that was not believing that there was a God, really, who loved us and wanted to be in charge and help us have the best life on this planet as possible, because that's really what Adam and Eve believed from, quote, the serpent. Now, that really wasn't a snake like we called it. I'm not sure. I wasn't there. I don't know exactly what kind of creature it was. But they decided they wanted to be just like him. And they decided that if they ate the tree, because that's what the tempter told them, that they would become just like him. 
And so, you know, nothing's really changed. In reading this book on immortality, we're trying to create our own immortality. We're trying to be the creator and sustainer of life. And all these methods that were shown in this book, it was all about preserving who we are and having a legacy that allows us to live on past this life. And there were several atheists even and agnostics that were quoted that wanted immortality of some form or another, even though they might deny a physical immortality. So that got me to thinking. I looked at Cain and Abel. Cain killed his brother because his brother and he looked at the world different, and it was a matter of God said, do it this way, and really it was about how they presented things, not what they presented when you really look at it, but it wasn't presented in the right way, and the one brother got mad and killed the other brother because he wanted his position. He wanted to be right. He wanted to be blessed. He wanted to be the head. And really, that's what's been happening throughout all mankind. You know, I look at the things we're doing today in our country, and we've got to worry about the Russians. We can't let them expand. We can't let them get into Ukraine. They can't take over. If they get there, they'll want to go on and on and on. And pretty soon, all of the continents from Asia to Europe and Asia Minor, they'll all be Russian, and they'll be on our shores. They'll be right next to the British, and they're coming to get us. Now, let me think about that for a moment. Even if they took all that country and took all that land, how likely is it, other than from Alaska, that they really want to come and attack us. Now, do they want to be the big boss on the block? I believe that. That's human nature, just like I believe the Chinese want to be the big boss on the block, and they believe they've got everything all figured out. But what do you think America's been doing for all these years? They wanted to be the big boss on the block. Why do you think we have to have, by law, I learned this week, we have to maintain 11 aircraft carriers because we got fleets spread all over the world, and in order to maintain that power of air power and strikeability, we have to have that. Now, is the whole world against us? Yeah, there's some people jealous of us, but what are they jealous of? They're jealous of our prosperity and our goodness, and they're jealous of the fact that we've been just as imperialistic as they have in the past, and yet we do not want to admit that. And I find myself being caught between the fact of that we're an exceptional nation and those that don't think we're exceptional. And the truth is, we're kind of in between. There are many ways that America is an exception, but a lot of that had to do with our Christian beliefs. A lot of that had to do with the belief of a higher power, even if you were a deist and not a pure Christian, as some people would say. But it believed that, that man should be able to determine their life and rule their own life without a lot of interference from a central power. But for that to take place, we would have to give up some of our greed. And that's what I really think the problem in the world is today, is that those that are in charge, whether it's been churches in the past or current governments, it's all about the greed for power and control. Through this last pandemic we went through, yes, it was horrible. Yes, people died, and no one wants anyone to die. But all the things that were done 
were done to exhort and exhibit and exert control over people's lives and how they lived it. So as I come to this September 11th, I'm not hating anybody. I am mourning the fact that I lost two friends that day that I knew who worked with us in Oklahoma City. And I'm mourning for those that lost family members because somebody decided that we were evil because we didn't do it their way. We didn't believe their way. And somehow by our actions, we had actually harmed them. And they decided to fly two planes into a building and cause all that death and destruction. But my question is today for you that are Christians, where does this hate come from? Did God tell us to hate other people? Or did he tell us to love other people? Even our enemies. We're to love them. And as long as our enemies are not our friends, we're going to have issues. The older I get, the more I understand about turning the other cheek and about the fact of if you're asked to go one mile, go two. If he asks for your coat, take off your inner shirt giving. In other words, there's plenty that God gave us in this world to take care of all of us and for us to be able to have the things that we need to have a wonderful life. But we're not satisfied with that. We're not satisfied with having enough to enjoy life. We want it all. And God made clear to me that in this world, I'm not going to have it all. But I can see what it is to have it all. I can experience just a little bit of what it is to have no worry. No worry about death. No worry about my clothing or my housing. Or He's given me that. But it comes at the cost of me willing to fully surrender to him and fully serve others. I think about the church, and I want to leave you with this. We have done such a rotten job at this in America, in the American church. Just look at your own church wherever you go. And how many groups of them are there? I don't know how many Lutherans there are. I think I can only name three, but that's too, too many. I'm a unity movement, and we decided to be unity under the Word of God and under His label as Christian, and there's four different ones of us, and I can't tell you how many different Baptists there are or Methodists there are, and each one looking at the other suspiciously. It's no wonder that we're in such a mess, for God said that they will know we are Christians by our love, and by our very nature of love, they will know that He exists and that he is the one that loves us all. But we get greedy. We want more. We want a bigger house. We want a bigger car, faster car, more fuel-efficient car. We want more pay. We want more, more, more. And there's not enough to fill up your wants. So let's quit trying to be like God. Let's quit trying to be the one that has all the right answers, because guess what? Being free the way we in America are free is not necessarily how other people want to be free, nor how they would define it. Free, to me, is becoming more and more to mean, let me live my life the way I choose to live it. And if I'm not harming you, I'm not causing you pain and angst, 
And I can cause that if you choose to do so because you don't like the way I think. But that's a problem you have, I don't have. Because I'm going to let you think however you want. And I'll think however I want based on my faith and my worldview. But I mean, if I'm not causing you any pain or angst because I'm not allowing you to work, I'm not allowing you to pursue your dreams, I'm not allowing you to get the food you need, the shelter you need, the clothing or covering you need, then leave it alone, folks. Just leave it alone. And I'll let you live the way you want to live, and I'll live the way I want to live. And when this life is over, we'll find out if his mortality is true, if there is immortality. Because if I'm right, I gain that immortality. And you do not, unless you have believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. But if I'm wrong and there's not an immortality, hey, I've had a good life. Or I may have missed it because you were right about how to obtain it. However it is, let's just love each other. We're all connected. And as the preacher said today, and I wrote this down and I'll leave you with this thought, we are the foundation and the walls to each other's life. We can't do life without others. You help give us a place to stand sometimes. You help hold us up sometimes. And you surround us sometimes by your loving care and by your supplying of our needs. So we all are a part of this life. We may not all be Christians, but we're all part of life on this planet. And we all are each other's foundation and walls from time to time. Blessing, protection, and favor. Until next week.